And we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. And that is the sound that we love, folks. Mastered for iTunes this time. That's right, baby. We're on iTunes, not just SoundCloud anymore. The RGP empire is going global. It is expanding. That's right. We're excited. Very special episode today because we had a long, 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 long awaited third mixtape from a personal favorite icon of the podcast, Chance the Rapper. It delivered, but first, before we dive into that, Rose. A little brief obituary. That's right. A a, a basketball team near and dear to your heart, 2015-2016 Atlanta Hawks, once again, swept away by the hands of King LeBron James. You want to take a couple minutes and and just hash out your feelings here for the people? You know, it's become a thing I expect at this point. Okay. Second round exits have become... Is just stationary as Christmas and Easter for Atlanta Hawks fans. <laughs> it's it's really been happening for over over a decade now. It's I think it's literally been ten years probably. <laughs> Ever since I can remember, the Hawks have just been bounced in the second round. I didn't expect the, so. This year was the first year I had league pass. Right. So it was the first year I wasn't completely stuck watching the Hawks. Right. What I found out this year is there's a lot of good basketball teams to watch that aren't named the Atlanta Hawks. That's a fact. So I was kind of out on the Hawks at the beginning of the year because I was like, oh, I like the Jazz. And like, <laughs> like the Suns can kind of play a little bit. Not the case. No. It's fun to watch. But, so I was a little out in the beginning. And then towards the season end, they went on a little bit of a streak, started winning some games, and kind of got back in. And the playoffs came, got sucked back in. But, same old Hawks. Same old Hawks. At the Still end your daddy's Hawks. Exactly. So what do the Hawks do here to, to not get swept next year by the Cleveland Cavaliers? So this is my thing. I've thought about this for a long time. I have a vision for the 2016-2017 Hawks. What, what does that vision entail? And it involves a homecoming. I think I know where you're going with this, and I'm not sure if I like it. It involves Superman coming back to Atlanta to finish his career, get his rings. When was the last time you watched Dwight Howard and thought that the nickname Superman was an adequate nickname for him? Probably like 2009. Right. <laughs> so what makes you think that a sweet homecoming Here's in Atlanta? This. Okay. This is, this, is, this is why. Would you rather, as a Hawks fan, uh-huh. want to watch Jeff Teague, mm-hmm. some mixture of Thabo, Kyle Korver starting? Okay. Kent Bazemore. Chance Lookalike. Chance Doppelganger. Millsap and Horford. Okay. Or Dennis Schroeder, uh-huh. Mr. Omelot himself. Yeah. A two-guard we pick up in the draft. Okay. We're getting rid of Kyle Corbro. Oh. And then Chano's Doppelganger. And Mr. Dwight. Millsap and Dwight. That team is more exciting. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Yes. Did you watch Dwight Howard play basketball this year? Doesn't matter. Did you enjoy watching Dwight Howard play basketball this year? Think about where Dwight has gone since the magic. Mm -hmm. He's been in bad situations everywhere he's gone. Right. Dude, I'm telling you in Atlanta, the people in Atlanta first off would love Dwight. Okay. It's exciting. We haven't had a star come to Atlanta, like, really ever. Okay. Besides Paul Millsap. But, like, he wasn't really a star when we signed no, him. No, he was not a star before right? on the Utah Jazz. He was Boozer's backup. Exactly. So, all of a sudden, now we got this German skateboarder guy 
with a bunch of gold streaks in his hair. But for the record, my sister is absolutely in love with everything about Dennis Schroeder, which made me feel a weird way about Dennis Schroeder. And I love Dennis Schroeder more than most. And this is not good for the podcast audience. I even got the Schroeder shirt. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, if we had a video pod right now, that would be fantastic. But him and Dwight Howard in pick and rolls, instead of him and Al Horford in pick and rolls, is more fun. Okay. Well, here's what here's how And I, I think can, we're better. <laughs> here's how I will here's how I will conclude this conversation is I hope Dennis or I hope, excuse me, Dwight Howard comes to the Atlanta Hawks next year and so does every Houston Rockets fan. Dude, <laughs> the, the one thing though is that if we continue the way we're going, uh-huh. we're going to continue getting bounced in the second round. I would rather have Dwight and have a swing star for the fences. and swing for the fences and try to see if something lands. Then just do this whole thing. Well, there is an argument to be made for that, but I think if we can agree on one thing, it's we hope Atlanta re-signs our boy Kent Bazemore so we can get more years of chance look-alike in, uh, in Atlanta. And yeah. with that, let's talk about the biggest news of the week. Coloring book, man. It's been a long time waiting. We're sitting here. you got the Chance 3 posters in your room. i got three of them. And, and Thursday night, we're waiting for Chance 3 to come out at 11. Boom! It's called Coloring Book now. Yeah. So, what do you think about the name change? What were your expectations? What are some overall album thoughts? Well, like, I I was refreshing my Twitter feed with the hashtag Chance3 thing, and I saw some people, like, at 11.01 start posting, like, it's here, and it was, like, an iTunes screenshot, mm-hmm. and it was, um, it said Coloring Book, and I thought it was fake, because, like, the first track had Kanye on it, right? right? So, I thought it was fake. I was like, if you're going to make it, if you're going to make believe a track list... You would put Kanye on the first song, right? Of course. Yeah. So I thought it was fake. But then Coloring Book came out. I love the name. I think it's the perfect name for the album art, which is, for the record, I think we said this last week, but the most beautiful album art I've ever seen it really in my is. entire life. And there's a great alternate cover art going around on the internet of the bottom half of what that picture is. Oh, really? Yes. No kidding. And it's Chance holding his daughter with a like a black and white book in front of him with Chance's face from like his old, old logo that if you listen, have you listened to YOLO on SoundCloud? I have. That art, it's that on a book and it has colored pencils next to it. Are you trying to make me cry right here live on the podcast? That's what I'm saying. It's beautiful. And Chance retweeted it too. And Chance was like, yo, this is dope. That's fantastic. Well, the reason this album's called Chance 3 at first is because this was his third official mixtape. The first being 10 Day from 2011, I believe. Yes, 2011. The second, Acid Rap 2012, which is the mixtape that really put him on the map. If you know Chance the Rapper and were anticipating this album, it was probably because you really fucked with Acid Rap. It's probably your top five. Exactly. Exactly. And, And I don't think that anybody expected this album to outdo Acid Rap in terms of no. quality. But I think what we all really wanted was uh, was a, a good follow-up, right? Yeah. And, and I think to a certain extent he gave us that. But first, I'm not sure if I told the story of, of where I came across Chance the Rapper, but why he kind of means a lot to me personally. Uh, did I say this on the podcast yet? I don't think so. I'll run it back even even if I did. It's a good story. We, we got were, a new iTunes audience now. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah, an extended <laughs> audience, right? So uh, it was freshman year in my dorm room. And we were me and my roommate, Ed, big shouts. Looking at like one of those like pigeons and planes. I don't know if that was the exact website, but you know those little like PowerPoint lists on the internet, and it was ten artists Kanye should sign right now. Hmm. And we were like listening to like one song on each, 
and Chance was number six yeah. on the list. And so we pulled it up, and it was the song Family from 10 Day with Vic Mensa. Yeah. And we, we listened to it, and we are like, yo, this is, this is great, right? So we were listening to that the Family song for a couple weeks. Eventually, like, pulled up 10 Day and started listening to that. We're like, dude, this guy's incredible. Yeah. Right? So right on spring break of that year, we've been bumping 10 Day and, and following on Twitter and stuff, and he tweets out Acid Rap just came out. So, like, the day that Acid Rap came out – we were banging it, and I didn't know anybody else that was familiar with Chance the Rapper. Like six months later, Acid Rap's widely regarded as one of the best projects of 20, 2012. Yeah. So it's been that long since we got an official Chance release. Now, last year we got Surf, which was the project that him and his band put so together. Fair, yeah. Right. So would you say it's fair that Coloring Book is laying in the line somewhere between an Acid Rap and a Surf? It's kind of a perfect blend between the two, I think. It's an ex- it's more, I think it's more of an extension of Surf rather than Acid Rap. Mm-hmm. And, because you can definitely feel that social experiment and collaboration influence on yeah, it, right? Yeah, this is a guy who's has more of a love for collaboration in music than just about anyone I can remember, an exception to maybe Kanye West. Yeah. So it's, it takes a lot of hands to make a chance project go off. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is really the first album that he's come out with, and I call it an album. Chance calls it a mixtape. We've been over this a million times. Same thing. Yeah, these damn things are just—they're just albums at this point. They're, they're, they yeah. just are. So this is the first album that has been released to a, a huge audience. Which is sort of crazy given the story that I just said, and he was a 19 year old kid. Yeah. And where he came from, how big. Chance the well, rapper I mean, they, is. They, iTunes had six banners about it in their in their store. Exactly, like, that is, it's just it's unbelievable. Exactly, and I think it was important for him, especially coming off the heels of Ultralight Beam, the first track on Kanye's yeah. album. He's he has this bigger audience, and I think it was important for Chance to sort of release a project that would be more consumable for the mainstream than, say, Surf was last yeah. year, which was him and his band, yeah, doing experimental shit, yeah. So uh, I think that – do you think he did a good job in being very chance and also being more available to a mainstream audience? Yeah, I think I think it's – you get bits and pieces and places of his acid rap days, right? Right. But it's a, it's a much more matured and refined thing. And I think also like the three years in between, right? Like he's, went, he's been through a lot in that three years. Yeah. Right? And personally. even in the past year, personally, yeah. And between having a daughter and um, the family stuff and fighting the labels and Kanye album, a lot of stuff has happened. I think it's super important, like, in that three-year span, right, mm-hmm. that he took his time with it. And I think we see – we talk about this with Future where you kind of get tired of him, mm-hmm. you know? People are not tired of Chance the Rapper. Exactly, yeah. right? Like the, the future sound, right? And the way his project is now, and I think the Kanye does the same thing to an effect, is that because there's so much collaboration on song on his on his album, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so much where there's most of the songs you're maybe only getting a, a chance a chance hook or a ch- a chance verse, right? You're not getting just all chance on a song. Yeah. It makes you kind of crave more chance. <laughs> just yeah. the same way that Kanye is like. His Kanye album is not all just Kanye through and through. There's a lot of other pieces in it. Right. But like the Kanye parts are so dope and same with Chance that it's like all of a sudden you're like, you like start scratching your neck like I need some more Chance. Yeah, he does a good job as anybody I would say of picking his spots. Yeah. And whether that's in the actual 
ins and outs of the song or in the media and in his public persona, he's plays his cards right every time. Yeah. And, and, and it shows, I mean, the guys had one of the more unique and impressive come ups I can remember in all of music. And I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of, he's awesome. doing something different. We even said that when we went and saw him live. Yeah. And like we left there and we had saw Drake not two months before. Right. right. And we were like, like Drake was super like dope to see, but like we realized that Chance was doing something different. He was doing something different, and yeah, that's and that's clear with coloring book, an enjoyable bottom. And we will definitely get back to comparing Chance with Drake, yeah, because it's one of the more interesting things that sort of one of the more interesting takeaways I would say on social media since the coloring yeah. book came out. But first, I wanted to talk about we've been talking a lot about Chance's affinity for collaboration. And there are some incredible features on this album. We knew it was going to happen, but bigger names. I didn't. Than I, I didn't. Ex- yeah, I had. I did not anticipate that a list of. What was your? Who do you think brought in the best uh, guest feature? The best guest feature. Yeah. <sighs> Put you um, on the spot. Yeah, I mean, like, like No Name is like a really good guest feature, right? And you're more of No Name, so I'll let you have No Name. Yeah, right? let me tackle that. Yeah, I'll let you have No Name. Um, the thing with him and his features, I'm not going to go best, I'm not going to say best feature yet. I'm still going to let the album sink in for a second okay. for me. The thing that I liked about the features is he takes on the persona of whoever he has on the song. Right. And he changes his, he still has the root chance in there, right? But he's adjusting it in a way that works with the people who he's making the music exactly. with. Exactly, yeah. He finds a cool way, I think, to to meet people halfway, right? So, Future's on Smoke Break, mm-hmm. which is one of my couple favorites from yeah. the first week. And, and Chance and Future mesh perfectly, but, like, it's this happy medium between their two sounds, which are normally violently different, I would say. Yeah, it's complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Right, but you put that you put that Future song in there and it still fits within the album. Um, what do you think of the Kanye feature? So, like, I... I when I first listened to the song, I kind of like at the end I was like, "Huh, yeah, right," and like I wanted more Kanye, right? Same. But like I think we all do. Like there's never like enough Kanye. There's never go been around. a time where I was like, "No, nah, I'll pass on more Kanye." Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't need that second Kanye, verse, right? No, we all want more Kanye. But like I thought it was good. I thought it was more. I think our streak of uh, sucking off Kanye on this podcast yeah, has continued another week. <laughs> back to zero. Um, no, nah, but like. It, it was more symbolic than anything. Um, it was it was kind of 808's Kanye. Yeah, dude, Kanye came in and sounded like he was singing from year 4000 on that song. Yeah, it was like, just like something completely different. Yeah. And like, which was dope. It was like, cool. Um, but like, that's what, uh, he needed Kanye on that first track, right? It's very symbolic, mm-hmm. kind of passing the torch thing. I almost felt like a little passing the torch um, going on. Yeah, it was for me, like, I first heard it and I had the same initial reaction and the day that Coloring Book came out, I guess Friday, um, Schoolboy Q also released a single that will be on his upcoming album with Kanye in it. And Kanye had a guest verse, which was really eh. Which, low-key, I'd say the one like weakness of Kanye West is he doesn't always bring it on guest verses. Yeah. Which the way Chance does, which he kind of just feels like he like he like blew in for like he's like came in for lunch. Yeah, I picture him like with a bag of Mickey D's and like some flip flops yeah. on. Like, all right, like give me the mic. Yeah, I'll, I got two hours. Down. Yeah, I'll lay this down real quick. <laughs> right, but but uh, so 
the, having Kanye on the first track, maybe it was a little bit safe to not have a whole verse, but he's sort of like leading this children's choir at the end of the song. And you hear Chance saying in that pre-Coloring Book interview, his favorite Kanye songs, We Don't Care. And it makes a lot of sense symbolically, like this is the guy that Chance looks up to more than anybody else from a musical yeah. standpoint. To have him sort of leading the Chicago kids choir on the yeah. opening track, I would agree that it makes a lot of sense. But also in terms of guest features, we've been listening to a lot of Lil Wayne this weekend. And yeah. Good Wayne verse alert. Yeah. I said, hey, hold on. I said on the the uh, Collie Grove pod, I was like, we're not going to talk about Lil Wayne unless he does something that matters. Yeah. There you Congrats. go. Yeah. No, I mean, it, and I was excited for him. And I got the, I have, I was subscribed to Chance's tweets. Mm-hmm. I was in the gym and it was like, get the beats won, like in 10 minutes. I was like, I was like, oh, like, let's go. And right. like. And like I like listen to it, and it's it's really good Wayne. It's way it's like two thousand eight, two thousand nine Wayne. It's it's Wayne not trying to do too much, mm-hmm. right? And I think we need uh, an enjoyable two chains verse there too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, two, I don't know what's going on with two chains and the Wayne. That's a discussion for another day. Okay. I don't know why they're like homies. Yeah, yeah. It did kind of come out of left field. Yeah, I I don't. Is that do you think it was like a leftover? I, it could be a leftover from Collygrove. Those verses. You think that like. Dude, I think... Do you think No Problem was a, a song that was a leftover from Collie Grove, and then they were like, yo, like, they, they came in and were like, hey, Chance, we, like, we have this song, we, and then Chance no kind of way. adopted that. No, no chance. You like that? I don't know, yeah. I don't know, though. <laughs> no chance. That, that, that's, that's not leftover. That's, that's for that album. Okay. That's for that album. I mean, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I don't know, yeah. Also, but also, you know, other good features, Jay Electronica... Doing exactly what Jay, yeah, Jay does best. Right in his lane. That was that was fantastic. Uh, young Thug. All right, now let's address the elephant in the room. You hate mixtape. All right, it's it's a we bad the, song. We were in the car today, and you and you literally just pressed next when mixtape came up. It's a bad song, and I said I said talked about how Future's verse sort of fits seamlessly on an album that would otherwise sound drastically different than Future. Dude, Young Thug came in on that song and was li- just doing whatever he wanted. He doesn't care about structure. Yeah, well, maybe he should. <laughs> no. Because it, the, it, 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 it didn't work. And the song's just boring. I, I don't understand. I think that people that like that song really wanted Chance to make a banger. And Chance made a banger. But it's not good. That doesn't mean you have to like it. Dude, it's good. I'm telling you. Dude, <laughs> All right. it's, it's, it's like... like Little boats verse is like even good. Yeah, like the Yachty thing. I don't like Yachty. Yeah, one night, like I haven't come around to it. I've tried, and his verse is fine. My favorite part of the song is when he comes in saying "little boat." Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> right, we're, we're not gonna. We're no, not no, gonna, no, we're not gonna come to terms with that. Um, yeah, No Names verse is my favorite guest feature. Her album will come out this summer. She's phenomenal. She's a great rapper. Everything she, her and Chance have done together has been fantastic. Um, I, I'm secretly hoping that at some point we get a, a collab, like a chance, no name, like 12 track like LP kind of thing. Just singing sweet harmonies together. Yeah. That's all I want. I guess I, I just came to the conclusion that we talked about this. Okay. My favorite guest feature is future. That's fair. It's a great, it's a great verse. And we, in, 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 in future. So chances audience is going to be a little bit different than his as is young folks. And I think. Future has sort of the presence of mind and the intelligence in managing his career to realize that and and gave a verse that people that only fuck with Chance will hear that and be like, oh, wow, maybe I'm missing out on Future. Yeah. Young Thug did the opposite. 
Yeah. He's not drawing anybody new in with that. No, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. The thing, though, that kind of drawing people in, back to what Chance kind of does to, you know, make it, um, meet, meet the artist halfway on the guest features. Mm-hmm. Um, the... He took what works for each, right? So all, all those guest features of like the big ones, they're all, you know, A-list guys, A-minus mm-hmm. guys, right? Mm-hmm. The things that they do, he he took that formula of like, right, with future and auto-tune and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he makes, that, he makes that work and puts his own spin on it. And I think it's, you know, we're going to kind of, we're going to get into views as well. He's kind of taking a formula that works yeah. and putting his own spin on it. Right. And this was Chance's first, you know, this, I, I don't know this to be true, but I feel like this could be the vast majority of the population's kind of... First, first taste. No, first taste so. of Chance, right? I think so. And so he's taking what he knows is popular and doing his own his own spin on those styles, right? Yeah. And then people can go back and look at Acid Rap and look at 10 Day and be like, yo... Well, he has the distinct benefit of not having his next project will have more pressure because he is bigger, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think let's get into comparing this with views. And we're not going to dive into views because we already did that. I'm sure people yeah. are sick of it. And you're probably going to be listening to those two pods together. I need a one now. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And, and I called views perfect. And, and what I meant by that was it was exactly what I think Drake needed to be doing at this time. Um, it was what I expected. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. And I was happy that it was good. I was worried that it wasn't going to be good. And coloring books, sort of the same thing. It was chance to the core, just like views was Drake to the core. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it delivered. The one difference for me is I don't like mixtape and there's not a track on views. I didn't like, Okay, but look, I understand now in hindsight, how with views, I think people's frustration came stem from the fact that you don't aren't necessarily interested in listening to a wealthy person rap about wealthy people problems. Yeah. I mean views is like the all time first world problems. Oh, 100%. Right. Right. But I guess for me, I am like a little bit interested in the issues that celebrities go through. Yeah. I find them fascinating. But I I get why people don't. And so when you're comparing the two albums, Views is lifeless and, and humorless. Yeah. And Chance's coloring book is like the most joyous mainstream rap album I, I can ever remember. It's just like doing. happy. I mean, they are polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. They're like, it's, it is on the opposite end of the spectrum. And like, Chance is more the whole time like, I'm happy to be here, guys. Like, right. I'm here. Like, I, I did it. I met Kanye West. I'm never going to fail. Right. And then, like, Drake's like, Drake's I'm by. here, and, like, this is everything that I have to deal with now because I'm so popular. Right. And, like, they're both good in their own rights, exactly. right? It's interesting on both ends of the spectrum. Exactly. One thought that I did have, though, is I can sort of just, it being the summer now and on weekends, going to be outside, drinking, mm-hmm. hanging out, cookouts, and, like, much it, more of that's coloring, coloring book. book music, man. It's weird. I wonder why. I don't know. I wonder. Well, if Drake. He, Drake made it in the winter. Yeah, I sort of wonder if he could have a do over again if he would make this release in I don't know, say October. Right, and like my fa- <laughs> my favorite stretch of views is basically the quote where unquote quote unquote summer summer where you get like with you controller. Um, I guess one my dance. favorite stretch is like one through six. Yeah. 
But like that still includes with you in control and one dance and stuff. No, 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 no. Those are in the second half. Okay. I'll check on this while you talk. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, but no, dude. One through six is keep the family close. Nine, you with me? Feel no ways. Hype. Western Red Fuzz. That's those are the guys. So I guess I'm in. I'm in on redemption. I love redemption with you. Oh. Faithful still here. Control of one dance. Grammys. Child's play. That's a stretch and a half of songs. <laughs> Well, yeah, dude, all right. my, it's, dude. My girlfriend Skyler loves Child's Play, like the most out of left field thing in the world. I, no, I've talked to several dashing young ladies in the past few month, and they're all major fans of Child's Play. I, it's so unbelievable, and like they're like the why you gotta fight with me at cheese? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, dude. I but not that, but yeah. Back to coloring book though. It is much more of a, if I'm hanging out with my friends outside, grilling by the pool, whatever, whatever we're doing in the summer. I'm putting on coloring book, and I know coloring book's only a week old, but like three days feels like a week, huh? It's been three days. Three days. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Why my graduation is this felt like a year, for yeah. like the past week. Um, but I didn't listen to views once this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that, <laughs> I think we might I think we might see uh, and like that and being a theme there's, this an, there's an interesting thing as well on. Uh, I follow a lot of the music blogs and stuff, and um, DJ Booth had a thing, and they were saying the next day, they're like, only the other music sites are really going to relate to this, but this is like Drake or Beyonce surprise album traffic that we're getting for Coloring Book. Yeah. Which is like pretty crazy. It's mind-blowing. I mean, if we said at the top of the year there's a top three in rap, and it's Drake, Kanye, Kendrick in no particular order... I think that is now based on the success. Kanye's, or Chance is starting up. I think based on the success and the traffic that this album's gotten, I think there's a top four. Yeah. I think you have to expand it. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have any closing thoughts? What do you expect from Chance next? Uh, favorite track? Whatever you want before we move on to the Western um, Finals. I think we're going to get um, – little predictions here. I think we're going to get a Chance version of Waves sooner rather than later. Ooh. Great prediction. That just got me excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was an interview he did with Complex Magazine during his cover shoot, and he kind of hinted at the fact that he still has it and that it could be a thing. And I also think that Kanye kind of follows this, the same thing of he'll, like, go back-to-back years and then, like, wait three years. Right. I think we're going to get another solo chance project in next year. Okay. I don't think we're going to have to wait as long. Because now he's going to start capitalizing on the fact that he's here. And also, one last closing thing about Clutter Book. I haven't even mentioned this to, you, this to you yet. Okay. Have you checked out the merchandise on Chance Raps? I flicked through it. Dude, it is the coolest line of stuff. I'm usually like not into like... Yeah, uh, the other thing about our big four, four pretty cool clothing brands going on. I don't know if you've seen what TDE's got, but nah, it, it's, nah. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. And yeah. dude, I'm in on everything OVO. Yeah, for sure, dude. But like, yeah, the, the cool thing about that, what Chance is doing, right, is that like this is that's where he gets his money from. Yeah, that and touring. Yeah, and so, but he did the whole customizable thing, and it's like a Nike ID with all the merch, and it's like I pulled the trigger. I don't think I'm the first person to buy the posters, actually. Well, yeah, we we we, we <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was dude. The everything about the release, it, it was a flawless release. No doubt. Um, no doubt. I, I think that. You know, we've talked a lot about different releases and the exclusivity deals. And you want to – I think he did a good job of 
not giving out giving out just enough information. So we got a week before the date. I and couldn't believe we that. got ten minutes before yeah. the title. And keeping that all under wraps, uh, I think that's really difficult. We don't really see anybody Especially do that. Especially all the features on there, and, right? But, all the people that had the hands on the I project. Mean, I mean, we had a good idea Wayne was going to be on there via leaks. We assumed Kanye, but didn't know. We I mean, we didn't even mention the Beavers on the album. I mean, that's that's Bieber, a big yeah. Gig. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hell, like, yeah, right. That's a big gig. Yeah, I mean, Young Thug, Yachty, no clue. Future, no clue. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it was highly enjoyable. If you haven't listened to it, it is only available on Apple Music right now for two weeks. I think. But sit. Tight. It'll be free, so I think it'll come out on Chance Raps and stuff. So. Chance Raps, Dat Piff should have it. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, sit tight if you're not willing to use your free trial quite yet. Yes. Um, moving on. A little basketball. A little basketball. Another huge surprise. Uh, Couldn't believe that, it. That we have to cover. The San Antonio Spurs of 2015-16 were one of the 10 best regular season basketball teams. Of all time. In the history of organized hoops. Yeah. And they got bounced just by Billy Donovan in OKC. Yeah. It's almost unfathomable, right? I go. I'm going to that game six. They're down three two, right? Yeah, they're down three two. Let's not even before you dive into that. They got crushed by forty points game one. Yeah, it didn't look close. <laughs> no, and I thought it was over. I made some. I made some friendly wagers that <laughs> Spurs were just going to take care of the business the rest of the way. It felt like a sweep after one game, and then they reel off four out of five. A really good job of Billy Donovan. Okay, go ahead and say, uh, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, 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 I'm saying, no, re- this is a really good job of Billy Donovan. Yeah. And we were kind of talking before, and I was kind of telling you, I was like, dude, I, I kind of like the thunder in this series. Oh, I do owe you another apology, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I just I just think that, like, that I think they're going to be more athletic. Like, they, this, I know they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies the last round, the last round but the Spurs kind of looked like a little flat and old at times. And the thunder are just so explosive, and... Donovan did a great job capitalizing on that and making sure they looked more athletic than I've ever seen them look before. Yeah, and he they took they took one in the mouth game one. Right. They bounced back. They got lucky on I think it was game two. Yeah, they got lucky game two. Yeah, well, I was I was gonna say I owe you an apology because you were thinking about if gambling was legal, you were thinking about mm-hmm. making a making a bet before that series on OKC for the title. At some some good odds, of some crazy if, odds. If gambling was legal, those were really good odds. Yeah, and I talked you out of it. Yeah, I basically you texted me, and I texted back a picture of Billy. You Donovan. literally sent me a picture of Billy Donovan, like just like with like a dumb look on his face, <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, you're right." Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna buy myself dinner instead of making this hypothetical wager. <laughs> and so my apologies to both you, your wallet, and Billy D. It's fine, but we got now a seven game series between the best team in the history of organized basketball. And OKC, can they do it again? Here's the thing. I didn't realize this. The Thunder have been in the Western Conference Finals for the past six years now. They're a good basketball team. That's impressive. It is. They've only broke through once. Yeah. I can see them winning this series. If they win this series, what has to happen? What has to happen? Yeah. That I think... And I kind of think it's the same. Now, you can't take, let's say, the same, like what worked with San Antonio is going to work with Golden State, right? Of course. But the same principle, I think, might work. And that's to outrun them and be more athletic and jump higher. What they said is basically what they, what they made the Spurs do was that they said, for the past 20 years, 
you've made your you've made the finals based on insane ball movement, that whole Spurs system that Atlanta's trying to replicate mm-hmm. of flinging the ball around, getting the next best shot, giving up a good shot for a better shot, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this was the in, in that series, they didn't even do it against Memphis. The Spurs just all of a sudden just they the the Thunder said, okay, we're gonna let Lamarcus do whatever he wants. Right. We're gonna we're not gonna double on in the post, which mm-hmm. most teams do when they when they feed it down to Lamarcus. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna double. We're just gonna let Lamarcus do what he does. If he scores forty points, great. Okay. What they need to do is, I think they need to shut down Clay Thompson, and they have the personnel to do that. Yeah, I, I think. Well, and but what they're gonna do is, who do you put on Steph and Clay then? I think you keep Westbrook on Steph. I think that's an unmitigated disaster, dude. Steph's gonna get his. Okay, so you you put Roberson on Clay, and you say, if we're winning this series, Andre, we need you to be uh, like an all world defender and take Clay Thompson out of it. It's not a bad idea, but here's where I think the interesting part of the series is. Yeah, four of OKC's best five players are bigs. Kevin Durant at this point in this the stage in the NBA forward. is a power forward. Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka and Nas Cantor. He's like six eleven. Durant? Yeah. He might be seven. He's ridiculous. <laughs> when he stands next to he when he stands next to Serge, he's taller. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it's Durant, Obaka, Cantor, and Steven Adams are four of their five best players. Cantor wasn't a mess defensively either. That's fine. But yeah. hear, hear me out. Yeah. Those are four of their five best players. You can you should against this small ball OKC team, you're probably only gonna be able to play two at a time. Yeah. Okay? So that's going to involve Durant playing a lot of four and basically guarding Harrison Barnes. Which is, I think, fine. Okay. So this is the thing. Their best lineup is Westbrook, Roberson, Durant, Abaca, and either Cantor or Adams, mm-hmm. depending on if you want to go O or D. Mm-hmm. When OKC puts Draymond at the five. When Golden State. Excuse yeah. me. When yeah. Golden State puts Draymond at the five. You want Ibaka on Draymond because Ibaka is basically a Draymond cheat code. Yeah. He's one of the only people who can run with him and, and be more physical. Yeah. When, how, they need to find a way to outscore the Warriors. And I mean, this is the essential problem with playing the Warriors, why they won 73 games, is how do you match that lineup and be able to defend them adequately enough to also outscore them, right? So essentially, if you go big, if you go big mm-hmm. and you crash the glass and you score... And, and you're going with Cantor, basically, and he's crushing Draymond, and you're keeping Durant and Ibaka out there, and you're scoring. The problem is you come down on the other end, and you have nowhere to put Cantor or Adams, depending on who's out there, because Draymond's too fast. You can't put them on Draymond. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to hide them. You can't put them on Iguodala or Barnes. Yeah. Right? So so now you're at a point where you can only play two of those bigs if you can't beat them with your best lineup. Yeah. So... How? What do you do against the lineup of death? That's been the million-dollar question since the finals last year. When they go with the lineup of death, which is Draymond at the five, with Steph, with Clay, but with Iggy, here, with Barnes, who's your five guys? Who are you playing? Here is my here's my question to you. In the lineup of death, who's guarding Westbrook? Clay Thompson. What do you mean? It's a great match. That's, a, that's who you want on Westbrook. You want Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson just did a killer job on Damian Lillard. But then, so then who are you, who are you putting on Durant? I, Iguodala? Yeah. It's a crazy, dude, they have, they can dude. defend the wing better than anyone in the league. KD post-ups all day. I mean, look, Durant's going to score and Westbrook's going to score on, on so Thompson. Thunders, 
on Thompson and Iggy. But the the, the thing is, is like they're gonna score more because they have Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. So I think I think the I think the Thunder's five. So you're going Ibaka and Durant, right? I'm going Ibaka. I'm going Ibaka at center. Okay, Durant at four. Durant at four. Westbrook. Westbrook at point. Robertson at the three. And then who are you gonna play? Raiders. Okay. So now you're now you're riding or dying against a 73 win team with waiters on the court, and that is why I'm going Golden State in six. What? I, I no, like I'm not gonna sit here and argue that Golden State shouldn't win this series, okay. right? They should win the series. You think they have a shot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they have a shot. They have a pretty damn good shot. Okay, but something about this Thunder team and something about Billy Donovan. You're liking it. He figured out how to how to he outcoached Pop. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Who can say that in the past five years, really? Besides Coach Spo, Coach Spo, and then Kerr. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, look. Here's. The I thing. think it's going to be a good series. I think they're going to get two games because I think Kevin Durant's the third best player on the planet. Um. Dude, I just I I think the formula of letting Steph score forty a night. Is going to do them well? Yes. Well, I mean, I think that's what they have to do. I don't think you're wrong in, in your assessment that, like, let's take Clay Thompson here's the out thing. of this. Here's the thing. You take Clay out, right? Mm-hmm. All you need is Steph to have one bad game. And, and you get that game. Well, that's built into my Golden State and Six. But here, here's the one qualifier I will say. Um, if Bogut's banged up or not 100%, because we did talk about the physicality of OKC, I mean, Bogut's the only dude that can go up with Adams and just bang with him. I think Draymond will get pushed around by Adams a bit and wear him down physically. And Bogut's not going to take shit. He'll just close lines yeah. up. Yeah. The last, the, last, the last thing that scares me about this series, that I think if Golden State wins in four, this is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. is that the Thunder aren't necessarily good at like taking punches right of like if a team goes on like a 15-0 run or like a 15-3 run like yeah they do get rattled and nobody's better at reeling off 15-0 runs exactly and it was like the same thing like even at the end of game six you we started getting a little nervous here um at the end of the game when the spurs started kind of coming back Right. And it's been a thing where the, the Thunder have fourth quarter issues. And what's the best quarter for the Golden State Warriors? Four. Yeah. Well, look, it's dangerous. It's it's going to be. I'm more excited for what's this your prediction? What's your, what's your I just gave it. Okay, Golden oh. State in six. Okay. What, what about you? You got to go official on the record. All right, I'm going to go. You backed off your favorite chance yeah, song. Yeah. I'm not letting you back yeah, off. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Golden State in seven. Okay. I love it. I hope so, man. I'm more excited for this playoff series than. Any I can remember since. More excited than uh, Cleveland or Toronto or Miami? Oh, my God. <laughs> These, this Toronto Heat series – sorry, we're going to wrap this up. But yeah. we're running out of time. But this Toronto Heat series, it's like I wouldn't watch it if I didn't feel like I was obligated to. Yeah. It is painful, man. Yeah. I get like – it gives me a headache. Dude, it's been like an Excedrin a day watching that. <laughs> I don't – I just – I feel so bad. There's like, like 10 minute stretches that it looks worse than some March Madness games. Dude, either way, whatever team goes, I, I'm gonna. It doesn't even matter. I'm gonna put on the record here. I got Cleveland in five, no matter what. 
what, what thing it is. I think Cleveland will mess up at some point, but Cleveland will Yeah, it would be pretty amazing if they get to the finals in 12 games, but I mean, I can't even remember. I don't no. know. Has that happened? I feel Probably. Like, I feel like Kobe Shaq did it back in the day. Got it, Ab. All right, man. Well, listen, we are proud to be on iTunes. Everyone, it will be a huge help if you download, subscribe, rate, and comment. Shoot us up the charts. We're trying to take this thing bigger. So, Rose, anything, any last thoughts? No, nah, like, like you said, um, we're just trying to, you know, make this, make this much more global thing. We're so glad to be on iTunes. Um, again, spread the word. Uh, we're going to be coming. We had a hiatus. It's been a while. Um, glad to be back. But we're back. And, uh, and we back. And we back. And we back. Enjoy coloring book. Get your colored pencils out. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you later.